and we are all right we're live all right i'm gonna send some invites i don't know who's gonna join this but so let's start it dude like what the fuck happened today bro i feel like i feel like we needed so many weird things to go right which obviously was never gonna happen right i mean what are the odds that all the teams that we need to fucking lose lose right what are the odds it, it kind of reminded me of uh, if anybody remembers 2007, that incredible year where we made it back into the championship game against LSU after losing to Illinois. We needed a cascade of events, and it just didn't happen today. So, dude, it, it started. Look, so I went to work today. Obviously, I'm like, even if we were playing today, I wouldn't have. I could have waited to the nighttime to watch our game because it's the Big Ten championship. Don't come out until like seven. But I'm at work and it starts off with a stupid ass fucking Baylor game. I'm like, all right, sweet. I'm, I'm, dude. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you this. I was so hopeful. Like, I obviously I wasn't gonna be like super like, oh, we're gonna make the playoffs. But I was hopeful. You know, I was like, this shit's gonna happen. This is gonna, it's gonna happen. Everything's gonna be in our favor. Nothing was in our fucking favor today except for the Baylor game, dude. I was like, okay, sweet. Baylor gets the stop on the goal line. I'm jumping up and down at work. I'm a big. I'm the biggest Baylor fan ever, bro. But does that surprise you that the Big 12 would have the most parity in the league? Like, it does not surprise me at all that the Big 12 would have the one upset. No, I, I wasn't surprised. I mean, as soon as it was like, as soon as Baylor started scoring and then the stupid-ass quarterback for Oklahoma State kept throwing interceptions, like, this dude fucking sucks. I'm going to be like, yeah, this game's over. But then Baylor couldn't score a touchdown or a point. The end of the game was wild. Yeah, okay, to be honest, dude, at the end, like, I don't understand how Oklahoma, Oklahoma State couldn't punch it in once. They were at the goal line, like, two different times. They couldn't punch it in once. Um, but the, on fourth down, when when the running back, like, cut it outside, it looked like, like, from initial, like, watching it, it looked like he was wide open. I was like, this dude literally literally just walked into the end zone. But then he cut it outside and, like, yeah. got chased down. I was like, what the fuck is he doing? I, I was jumping up and down like Ohio State just won a game. Like, I was so happy. Um, yeah. Then the stupid-ass yeah. fucking Houston and Cincinnati game. Houston looked pretty fucking good at first, dude. I'm like, what the fuck? Cincinnati was dropping one-play touchdowns on him. I'm like, what the fuck is going on, Houston? Pick it up. Well, and the funny thing is how many Ohio State fans just after that game relegated Ohio State to, hey, we're going to go to a major bowl, but we don't deserve to be in the playoff. Because I'm kind of on that side that, yeah, I would love to see the events transpire that we would make it to that top four. But at the same time, if you don't win that game and you're not a conference champion, what real what real bid do you have for that committee? You know, it's it's weird thinking at it, looking at it like this because before college football playoffs was even a thing, people would look at it like, um, oh shit, the Rose Bowl, awesome, sweet. We didn't make it to the national championship. We love to play in the Rose Bowl. But now all these teams like like us have expectations of you either make the playoffs or your fucking season was a failure, which in a sense it was. It's nice to be able to play in the Rose Bowl, but goddamn, dude, like four teams, bro. It's four fucking teams, and we can't break that. Come on. I mean, it, uh, on a talent level, I think that Ohio State will always break that 14 barrier. But the on-field performance last week, I don't think anyone would let Ohio State pass any sort of an eye test. 
But you know, it's it's it always sucks to think about how the committee says they're kick, they're going to pick the four best teams, but it, it never goes like that, you know. Obviously, I'd say we are still one of the four best teams in the country, considering we have the best offense in the country. Um, Talent wise, yes, but 100%. you know, we 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 fucked ourselves over. We lost that early game to Oregon, which I think really screwed us. I think we would have had a, a decent, a much better chance right now, except for that loss to Oregon in week two, dude. In the in. The resume really took a hit when Oregon got boat raced within two weeks to the same team. Yeah, and now we're going to be stuck playing that team. And then I seen you comment on the post. You're like, deny the bid. <laughs> no, well, in, in, you know what? And I, I really do mean that. And there's so many ramifications that, okay, so when I when I think back to 2011, 2011 when Luke Fickle was the interim coach and they went to the Gator Bowl with Florida and they had the impending NCAA decision. They decided to go to the Gator Bowl. And if they would have self-imposed not going to the Gator Bowl and getting beat by John Brantley, they could have been in the 2012 national championship game against Notre Dame. And I see this season, not that same realm, but what do you have to play for? Um, yeah, I mean, it's that's definitely a way to look at it. I know a lot of people are going to look at it like the season was a failure or why are we playing in this game? But I'm sure there's fans. Like, I mean, honestly, I'm disappointed. Like, I'm pissed off. Like, that should have been us playing in that game tonight. Um, but, I mean, fucking Iowa's offense, dude. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? How bad can an offense be? And I'm not even giving all the credit I mean, to the freaking Petrus, team. Up Petrus is a... Uh, Petrus is a is a tight end at a max school. That kid is not a quarterback, and it's really embarrassing to watch Iowa's offense on that field. And, it, and it's not like their offense just didn't show up today. Their offense has been trash all season, and their defense has kind of kept them in games, kind of similar to like like a Georgia or something. I'm not saying they're like Georgia's defense, but really, no, similar. yeah, I know like you're their saying Georgia, their defense has kept them in games, considering their offense has been garbage all season. It's a uh, it's it's one of those things where you want so much out of a situation where the team that has immense talent and the one game that you couldn't lose, you lost the two games that you couldn't lose that you lost. You lost your home opener against a power five opponent and then you boat raced every other team and then you were going to have a collision course with one of the division rivals, if you want to call Michigan State a rival. And then you boat race Michigan State at home on senior day, and that was an amazing spectacle. And Chris Olave breaks the record, and you have this huge explosion in the first half. And then we, in the second half, we're in the stands, and we're saying, hey, it's it's on a team up north. So that was the collision course. So you got to two of them. Those were your games. Because every time we go to the Big Ten Championship game, the West Division champion for the past five years has not been a formidable team. Yep. You know, even if we're talking about this freaking stupid Alabama game, dude, I'm like, I'm watching this at first. I'm like, all right, Georgia's doing their thing because they're up ten to fucking zero or ten, yeah, ten zero, I think, early, right? They were they were driving, they were driving early. They were they yeah. were beating them down. But the thing is, I've been saying this all season long. I was like, Georgia's defense, cool, it's good, but let them get in into a shootout with a team that has a good offense. Let's see what they do when they when when they get into a shootout with a team that has a good offense. They fucking folded, dude. I think what really is going to hurt Buckeye fans is watching Jamison Williams completely gash that secondary. Dude, I, I, dude, I, 
it's so frustrating to know that like I'm good for Jamison, right? I mean, we, we were, yeah. we we're still yeah, where we are him. without him. I mean, he, he would have made our wide receiver room that much better, but I don't think like we were still great, but who does he, who does he take off the field? Because Jackson has a very a particular skill set, Garrett and Chris, you're not going to take off the field. So, so Jameson made the right decision. Yeah, that's true. Like, I'm not hating on his decision at all. He follows me. He likes my shit sometimes. I even sent him a DM once in a while. But, um, yeah, I have nothing bad to say about him. But, goddamn, Georgia's – I think Georgia's a fucking fraud, dude. I mean, obviously, like, they're, they've been hyped up all season of, like, oh, this defense. But then you look at their fucking schedule. Who did they play? When they played certain teams at the moment in time, it looked like a good win. Like, the Tennessee game, that looked like a great win. But Tennessee is a seven-win team now. Auburn, oh, that looked like a good win. Auburn, a seven-win team now. Like, what the fuck? What was a good win? Arkansas? I think it, it, it plays into the uh, the the national media SEC bias where when you beat a Auburn, meet them where they're at. What does that Auburn team really bring to the table? Are they a top 15 opponent? Because I promise you when Ohio State beat Penn State, they were a better opponent than Georgia has ever played throughout the course of their season. Exactly. And, and, and you even look at it like, I don't know, dude, everything about the SEC bias stuff is frustrating because personally we were number two last week before we lost. Right. So we lose, we drop all the way down to seven. I don't like the fact that a team could lose. I was even thinking that even if Alabama would have lost in the close game, they were still going to make it. So it sucks to think that George is still going to be there, even though a lot of people think, Oh, they did their thing this season. I'm like, fuck their thing, dude. They fucking got destroyed by 17 points today, bro. They don't deserve to be in the playoffs. It's not like they 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 played like a crazy fucking schedule where they dominated all these top teams this season. They fucking didn't play anybody this season, and then they got destroyed in the biggest game of the season. I see a very different environment between an SEC championship game in the South in a dome versus a rivalry game in the Midwest in the snow. I would give Ohio State the advantage on they had a bad game over I would give the advantage to Georgia the same they played Bama in a dome in the South. I don't know. I just I, yeah. I, I see the game in a different way that in I don't want to make excuses for Ohio State because both teams had to play in that weather. But if you play that game in Ann Arbor and it's forty five degrees and it's a crisp day and there's not one drop of precipitation. There's no way that our offense does not outclass that Michigan team. Exactly. I think uh, a lot of things went into play in that loss, especially like coaching and like there was no adjustments in that game at all. But um, they were reeling. They were reeling. They were reeling really bad. I've never seen that coaching staff have to do something to the to the extreme of calling three straight run plays to get their offensive line involved in the game because the offensive line was the real problem. Yeah, I don't even I don't even want to harp on that too much because it's like everybody's like living in the past, bro. It is what it is. We took our L. We it got, is what it is. We it got is ran all over in that game. I don't yep. think it would happen twice. I think that if we were to play them this weekend, I think our adjustments would be so much better. And I think that it would be if, really. I don't. I don't know what I would compare it to, but I don't think they would beat us two times in a row like that. You you put us in Lucas Oil Stadium on a fast track. We beat any team in the Big Ten nine out of ten times. Yep, agreed. Um, Okay, so obviously the top four teams are going to play out like most people think, but 
it's going to be a debate for number one. And I don't know why people think the team up north is going to get it. Uh, Alabama just beat the number one no. team in the country. So they're definitely going to get that number one spot. Um, so how does it play out? Uh, so I think that, like I said, I think Alabama's getting that number one spot. Um, U of M is going to get probably number two. Um, Cincinnati, then Georgia. I don't know if Georgia is going to stay number three or what, but um, it's weird because Georgia and Alabama are going to play each other again right away if that's the way it plays, and I think it's going to play like that. Um, I think the biggest thing that you have to look at, you have to look at the 53, like, I mean, I say 53 like it's an NFL team, but you have to look at the talent of the teams because I think that does play a huge part in what the committee will eventually say. So I would say I would say that think? Alabama would, you know, be the number one team. Yep. And I would put Georgia at four as a technicality, but the committee does not want those two teams to play back to back. I was thinking the same thing, <laughs> but I thought I think that it's going to play out like that. But then I started thinking, I'm like, do they really want to see that like two games in a row? I think that I think they're going to um put they're going to keep Cincinnati at four for some reason. I think um. Yeah, and then they're going to put Georgia at three, so that they don't have yep. to play each other again. And and then Georgia and Georgia will boat race team up north, and then you're, we're going to have an SEC national championship like we saw when Tua erupted on the scene when they play each other, and that's what it's going to be. Yep, and it sucks because those are not the four best teams in the country. <laughs> no, but you know what? I uh, I'm just looking down at this app right now. Just a quick little shout out to uh, Coach Fresh. Coach Fresh down here listening. Yeah, hey, you want to you want to do some calls? We got some people that want to want to say something. I mean, Coach Fresh, you know that's 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 big time right there. He's in there. Let's let's start going down the line. Let's see what the first guy has to say. All right. Yep. All right, Coach. All right, Coach. You got to unmute your mic. What you got to say, man? Come on, man. Unmute your mic, or I'm going to take the next caller. All right, what's up? All right, can you hear me? Yep. What's up, Coach? What's going on? How you doing this evening? What's Good. up, Big Doug? Yeah, man. I watched all the games today. Absolutely all the games. At first, I wasn't going to watch it because I was like, I'm hurt. But I'm going to watch today just to kind of see what's going on, you know, what we did not do to, to get to where we are. But I love you all's commentary. You're absolutely correct. You know, the teams that are going to be in the top four are not going to be the, 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 the four best teams, you know. And uh, if we'd have played Michigan the way that Iowa did. Team of team of North. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Team of North. Team of North. Or meat. We, we call it meat chicken. Uh, yeah, my fraternity you. calls it meat chicken. But if the team of North, we'd have played them like Iowa did, you know, stack a seven in the box. We'd have had a better time, you know, covering the run. But we played, you know, two linebackers, high safety against a running team. I said, oh, my gosh. But anyway, um, you know, it's, it's going to play out how we, we don't want it. It's going to be a lot of things we, we're not going to want to see. We're not going to want to see Georgia and Alabama again in the in the national championship, you know, it's 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 horrible, you know. So I'm for the expansion, eight teams, twelve teams, you know, just gets more people involved in the in the conversation. But but listen, man, I've been following you. I, I just want to get on here and say, hey, I love what you're doing. I love the fact that you went for what you're doing from Instagram to the to the to the podcast and keep growing, man. Keep growing. I'm loving this stuff. I'm loving who you bring on here when you, when you get different people's perspective. So I'm going to some other people who are more football involved talk, but um, I, I just, I just believe that, you know, if they put the, if they put Ohio State at number four, I think you, you, you have some great competition there, but 
Uh, I'm going to open the floor up to everybody else, but keep going, man. And I, I love what you're doing and, and uh, go Bucks. Thank you, bro. Have yep. a good night, man. Yep. Yes, sir. Hey, you too. All right. Yeah, see, I agree with him. I mean, freaking yep. ages. I mean, the, the biggest thing is that if you open it up and you expand the playoff, you're going to allow teams that technically, talent-wise, don't deserve to be there. But what it does allow is a two-loss team like Ohio State to get their redemption shot on the yeah, big see, stage. The only the only time I don't agree with it is if we're, when we're in the top four. I'm like, we're in the top four of fucking expansion, but then we're not in the top four. I'm like, yep, we but need that's, expansion. Yeah, that's, that's the biased take, and that's what you have to remove yourself from. You <laughs> yep, know what I mean, right, brother? Right. you got to remove yourself from that to, to see what's better for the game of college football. And the, In the game of college football, it's not like college basketball in the sense where any team can lose on any given night. Because Ohio State just beat Duke, the number one team in the nation. And I promise you, Ohio State, and I'm sorry, Buckeyes, but that team is not a good basketball team. The Ohio State basketball team, you don't think they're yeah. good? Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying there's, there's more parity in the game of basketball. There's less parity in the game of football in the terms of when you are outclassed talent-wise, you will not win the game. That's true, but I think the basketball team's coming around. I think they're going to be a lot better than people think. I didn't want to dog in the basketball boys, but, you know. We'll see, man. I think they're going to be a lot better than people think. I think we're going to get a lot better this year. What we just have to get a lot. We just have to get a lot better guard play. We'll say that. Well, with we'll the that. with the basketball team, they have good players, but they're not. It it hasn't gelled yet. It's not like back in the day because I, I was at the game in St. Petersburg. You know, when Scooney Penn was still playing, where they gelled together to get there. So they have great players, but they haven't figured out how to play together to the, kind of put together that caliber where. If they play Duke again or any type of Duke co- type of competition, it'd be a consistent win. Yes. But that's where they are right now, where they, they're kind of putting those players together. But the fact that players can leave so soon now really kind of Fs everything up. You know, back in the day, you know, players would play to their junior year, to their senior year. But now, you know, cats can leave at their freshman year because they, they you know, they put up, you know, a thousand points. But if they can jail, they, if that coach can get them to jail together like that, they, they can have a great. That's true. And coach, I'll tell you what, that's a good segue. You, you're saying players can hop around. What about this uh, Quinn Ewer situation and Craig Young? This is a uh, kind of a recent development for Buckeye fans. They think the sky is falling right now. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's really not. I mean, the, the, the thing about it is that, um, you know, Coach Day was living off of over these last three years. Coach Day's been kind of living off of, uh, um, you know, Urban Myers. Urban Meyer. Yeah, you know, his his glory days and. These last three years, a lot of those players have left. You know, the Chase Youngs have left. The um, um, oh damn, what's the other brothers' names have left? And now it's on him to be the real coach now, because now those players that are coming in are players that he's coaching from freshmen up until you know juniors or whatever they may be. You know, redshirt sophomores and all that kind of stuff. So now all that is wearing off. So now can Coach Day be a real coach to players that he's bringing in and not players that were left over from when he took over? So when we beat Clemson last year, those are leftover players. When we lost that year to to Clemson and went to the uh, CFP, those are leftover players. Now these are his players that aren't Urban Meyer's players. So can he be a great coach for them? And, you know, I've met Ryan Day, you know, at, at, um, 
uh, what's the golfing place up in Columbus? Um, I can't think of it right now on the north side, but he's a real cool guy, and his intensity is not football intensity. It's intensity for game day, but it's not. I don't think he has that that intensity to do it for con- continuously because you know he he's he's a really really cool dude outside of football. And when I met Urban Meyer, he's like that. He's an asshole all the time. I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, I mean, when you walk around the Woody with Urban, you know, players they they sit up straight, they put their chest up. They're absolutely you know, yeah, because I'm, I'm real cool with Josh Harris. Me and Josh Harris are really good friends. And when I met Urban, because you know, jo- you know, uh, Urban Meyer coached Josh Harris when he was at uh, Bowling Green. Urban Meyer's like that all the time. You know, you could be out somewhere buying bread, and uh, you know, everybody's gonna be, like, oh man, that's Urban Meyer. But Ryan Day is like, oh, you that's a, you know, you know, you can stick a uh, a note on the back of his uh, on his back and say kick me and everybody kick him. So I'm I'm, I'm and I'm just talking. <laughs> 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 I'm just talking because right, hey. you know I was there in the '90s. You know I was at Ohio State in the '90s. You know when they had um you know all those those great players and John Cooper couldn't make it and you know and so I'm you know I'm I'm a, I'm a couch coach you know like most people are but I'm just you know I'm just talking from you know season to season now it's time to see it can Ryan Day take his players and turn them into CFP caliber um competition and right now our defense needs a lot of help so I'm just waiting to see how we're gonna do with, with that part. Yeah, let's um let's see what uh. Doug Worthy did has to say it's late as hell. I don't know if this dude, if he's trying to go to bed. Or oh, so let's see. Let's I, see I, I appreciate y'all. Let me have come on and speak. Y'all doing a great job. I- All right, man. Have a good night. Yeah, I was gonna lie. I thought that was Doug the whole time. Nope. <laughs> Doug is over there, man. Bro, I thought where's Coach Fresh at? Nope, that's just Coach. I don't know who Coach is, what, what Coach's name is, but. Um. <laughs> But it, it does uh, it does serve a good question to the transfer of culture because Ryan Day really did want to emulate a lot of things that Urban did, but does it does it really have the effectiveness? Let let me see. I think we gotta let's see. Um, I don't even know where. But we're gonna see what Joe has to say first because I can't remove somebody from the queue. All right, so all right, all right. What's up, Joe? What you got to say, man? You gotta unmute your mic. Oh, Doug can actually talk to us now. So yeah, Doug is actually part of the speaking speaking circle. Hey, great. what's uh, going on? What's up? What's up? That's what's up? that's Coach Fresh, bro. Freshington in the building. How you guys doing? Yes, sir. Awesome yes, awesome sir. Late yes, night sir. Special. Late night slice. Yeah, I see. I dude, I appreciate you hopping on. I know you probably got a notification. You're like, let me hop on and see what they got to say. Yeah, I, I mean, I was just scrolling on the gram, man, and I seen that you were going live. I was like, oh shit, let me use this app again. So. I was just watching uh, the team, the god-awful team up north, uh, do what they're supposed to do. Um, I love what Coach had to say, uh, the energies from the 90s and the old Coop era. era. Um, and I, I like even talking about Day being in the hot seat and the personality is completely different. I come from a Trussell era, so I can definitely appreciate the approach that Day comes. But with all due respect, with these guys, with these personalities, mm-hmm. uh, Coach Urban Meyer – Used to hold their ass to the fire. They used to always keep them accountable. The wins and losses was in every drill. The wins and losses was calculated for every practice. And, uh, you know, it brought the best out of men. It brought the dog out of some of them. And they got a lot of people to transfer. So it's an interesting day yeah. and age um, with the coaching carousel, with the, you know, the Alabama, now Georgia going to be in the mix for the playoffs. 
it's it's different. It's different and difficult, but it's cool to it's cool to talk about college football. Yes. How do you think about everything that happened today? Are you are you like obviously we talked about this the other day. Nothing really happened. Right. I wanted to happen, but it is what it is. It's college football. All the things that were supposed to happen pretty much happened. So Yeah, we um you know, people got their job done. Um we, we needed a miracle and a you know a, a a glaring of hope when it come down to getting into the playoffs. You had a lot of optimism. I didn't. And uh, I think uh, Nick talked about it earlier. You know, this is a young team. And I'm not upset with the, the, the opportunity to go to Pasadena and go against a gritty Pac-10 team so we can just really, you know, get the next year going and getting the – we're going to get hit in the mouth. These guys are not an easy team to go against. Um, but the playoff, the, the playoff committee has – a hell of a job this weekend to try to see who's going to get in. Um, it'll be really, really cool um, if we can get, you know, I guess Marcus Freeman up in there uh, for a, a Buckeye being a Buckeye and a Buckeye going to get. It's, it's, it's some crazy cool things that could happen. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's going to be crazy. Coach, I got a, I got a question for you real quick. You were, you were a Buckeye. You walked on campus. You were 18 years old. When you walk onto a team, what was your experience? Were you on a young team like this year's team, or were you on a veteran team? And what do you think that has an impact on the season as a whole? Because there's a lot of spots where, hey, this yeah. team was young versus Oregon, and we thought they grew up, and then they went to that team up north, and they got smacked a little bit. Do you think that's a huge ramification, the, the youth on that team? No, well said. Um, definitely. I mean, experiences and exposure – um, it, it normally breeds the excellent that you need to win big championships. I mean, the fact of the matter is my guy, uh, CJ Shroud, obviously the, the great uh, season that he's had when it comes down to having a lot of opposition in the beginning because he was AKA a freshman. Um, he, he, him not being in, in the, the big game, even being a guy who was on the sideline to watch it was a tremendous thing that he didn't get to a chance to experience. I think we kind of, as, as fans, me being a fan now, we forget about the atmosphere. We, we forget about, being on the field, we forget about that mojo, what it is to be able to have enthusiasm and, and be able to have the, motor, the, the the crowd momentum. Everything was kind of a perfect storm when we lost. And, again, having an experienced team. I, uh, Jim Trussell kept a great group of seniors. I know I had A.J. We had A.J. Hawk, Bobby Carpenter, Schlego, Nick Mangold, and, and, and uh, Rob Sims. With, I mean, we had a group of guys that we were always accountable to to practice hard. But they came and they brought the lunch pail as well. Uh, these guys, again, you're getting five-star athletes across the board, uh, but you win with experience. You, you, it's, it's a different game coming from high school to now yeah. being able to go against, you know, 19, 20, 20, 24-year-old men that are trying to, you know I mean, obviously go to the next level. So it is different. Um, I think Ohio State, if we can keep everybody together, the transfer portal, if the, the being on commercials, if there's not so many off-the-field distractions, we can have a really, good, really good team. We have a lot of great freshmen, all Americans. I think we had four, um, and we have you know some 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 older classes that's going to have some some older guys going to have to make some decisions. So it's going to be interesting. That's what again, college football is the brilliance of it. We get to be attached to a university like the Ohio State University and see these guys uh, be able to use yes, this sir. platform and just do great things. And you know, I'm excited for even this last game they have and going to a, a great 2022. Off season. That's good stuff, dude. Um, 
what do you think? What do you do? You have like any type of predictions for us against Utah? Because obviously, you seen what Utah did to Oregon back to back, back to back games. Yeah. They they fucking they smacked man. them around, man. Um, yeah, there was. I mean, it was seventy three to seventeen, and that last touchdown that Oregon got was just really just for mercy, like really just let's let's please score something so it doesn't look as bad as it really is. Um, they were uh, they have a really young defense as well, but they play very very hard and they got a great rotation. Um, I don't know much about them besides seeing them on the Oregon games because I was rooting for obviously uh, for Utah just to upset Oregon so we can get in a better place, and then watching it last time because I was bored on a Friday night. They just whooped their ass. So it was, it was, it's going to be something. I mean, you, you, Pac-12 football is completely different. Um, these guys are a little bit faster. They, they're maybe not as physical from what history tells it. But, you know, at the end of the day, they're going to give Ohio State their best. They're going to, they're going to want to have a victory like this. Um, I played with uh, Sly Vets, uh, Sylvester, which is a linebacker who got drafted to Pittsburgh when they actually beat, um, they actually, no, was that no? That was the Utah Utes. Was that the we played the Utes? Was that Auburn? No, they play. Who did they beat? They beat. Uh, I might be getting. You know, I might be getting somebody mixed up. No, they did Utah. So yeah, <laughs> shit concussions. Um, they they uh they beat, yeah, they beat somebody, but no, they beat <laughs> Alabama. Yeah, they beat Alabama in a, in a big time bowl game, and uh, they they're, they're geared up for it. They're eager to be able to be on a big platform and compete. So. Everybody knows, at least everybody that's wearing that scout that's great, we get the best shot from everybody we play. And they're going to be able to prepare for us, watch film. So we're going to have to change some stuff up. We're going to have to get, you know, knee deep and gritty and dirty in the defensive line and in the trenches on the offensive line as well, just so we can make sure that we hold it down and go, go into the offseason with the momentum that we need, especially when it comes down to our arch rivals, you know, making and, and doing what they've been doing the last few weeks. So, it's important for the off season. It's important for recruiting. It's important for just getting, you know, but getting the the two losses that we had last season and almost the disappointment behind us. But again, we talked about it a couple times. The team is young. It's going to be exciting. I mean, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. I, I'd pose this to both of you guys. If you're not in the playoff, you don't have all the marbles to play for, so to speak. Do you foresee any players on this team that are prominent players at important positions that might sit out a Rose Bowl versus Utah? I don't think so. I think uh, I, th- I think that the like the players like your uh, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. I mean, this is still a big time bowl game. Obviously, some of the players I think are going to go into it with their head down, like, "Damn, we should be played in the in the like the top four national championship or the, or the actual playoffs." Um, but then for Utah, they're playing this game like this is the best thing ever because they've, I don't think they've ever played in the Rose Bowl. So um, I don't know. I think I think the players are going to play. I, I think that this is going to be like a kind of similar to like Urban's last game when we had all, had that team. Um, I think everybody played in that game. So no, I think everybody's going to play. You know, you pose you pose a great question. I mean, that is another element that we got to think about. Guys really understanding that this might not be the, the, the showcase that they really need and kind of sitting out and preparing for their next avenue and stream of income. Um, and it's not really bad when you look at like a Garrett Wilson who has some injuries, who sat out a game. Um, and then the fact that his room is so deep, you know, you got a guy like Brian Hartline, who's a coach who knows what it's going to be and what it's going to take to get to that next level. And I'm on the fence. I'm 50, 50. I, I would, I would not want to uh, not see Garrett Wilson, but I would also understand if he sat out 
got a little bit healthier and uh, made the most of his uh, his next opportunity. And and that's what I would imagine when you see like the Quinn news and you see the Craig Young news, which honestly, the Quinn news, I, I thought it was coming down the pike if Kyle McCord is sitting on that roster. But you have a lot of guys on that team that are very young, very talented, and there's this big NIL cloud sitting on everyone's head. So if someone's going to make a jump, they're going to make it quick. And how does that affect your team in bowl practices? Because, Coach, you could probably say this, the NCAA gives you bowl practices. If you don't make a bowl, you lose out those practices. So you would probably stay on that team just right. so you could practice. No. But I mean, I think I think for, I mean, when it comes down to the transfer, the the, the portal. I mean, I, I, obviously that is a, a couple years past my uh, my knowledge. But you know, when that happens, you know, yeah. really for the entire team, I know it's like a bittersweet goodbye. But you know, that kid is going back to hometown or going back to his high school or going back to a facility and training and kind of getting what's right. You know, probably getting his paperwork ready and the school stuff so he can transfer and be eligible. So I don't know what it all comes down to it, but I'd be hard pressed to think that he was going to actually be in Pasadena, you know, I mean, throwing next to CJ Stroud, just getting some practice so he can go and compete in another, you know, pretty big program. Um, it sucks, but it's the landscape of college football. It's the fact of the matter that we have, they have more freedom and more rights, and you got to give them credit. Um, as a fan, um, I hate it, but as an old athlete, I appreciate it because, you know, these guys are the ones that are, you know, paying the bills. They are the ones that people are coming to see and filling the stadium. So they should have a little bit more than, uh, you know, a, a coach that is getting paid $10 million a year. But, you know, it is what it is. And these guys got some options. So let's see what they do. And that's how life is. It's, it's crucial. Hey, I would have bought. I would have bought. I would have bought a Doug Worthington jersey after that sack versus Iowa, bro. Mm. Get me to the Rose Bowl. I would have bought. I <laughs> listen, bought they, listen. They were a bunch left in that uh, Buckeye corner, even though I had to buy my own. They, them, them babies like <laughs> half off by the end of the season. They didn't really want no eighty fours, but you know, and, and all, and and the the cool part about all that good stuff is is now that they are getting paid for those likenesses, and they are having big NIL contracts, and I mean, a a, a guy who never even you know foot put uh stepped foot on campus got 1.2 million and before he even got a his name called in the stadium is now gone like what what happens to that money where like do anybody get the money back do people get a refund do they have any type of like insurance on the fact that this guy and his likeness brings my company any type of anything i heard yeah i heard it was like a thing where you have to play a certain number of games to even like get that money i don't know how true that is but i seen that they have to like it's in a contract where they got to play like this many games to actually make to get the contract and i feel like people were thinking he wasn't gonna play and he probably knew he wasn't gonna play because he had beaten cj Stroud out next year um so he probably wasn't gonna get that money mm, that's the that's the thing about it the, the thing about it though i, I mean it, it's all i guess hypothetical when you look at look at it like that but you had to have some type of you know, thought process of what you were going to do or how you were going to brand yourself. I remember seeing him. He had like a, a logo that almost looked like Ken Griffey's baseball swing. I mean, it was brilliant. He had T-shirts and all this. Like he had commercials with, yeah. the, with, the, with the juice company. Like it was brilliant stuff. So I, I got to feel that there was still some exchange, still some money. I just know that yeah. a, like a 1.2 uh, bag, I don't think it was acquired enough. I, I will hope that obviously um, some parameters were put in place for both sides so the kid can still be able to, hey, 
I, I, I'm still this guy. I'm still this high school phenom. I still, I'm still getting really paid off of being really good in high school. That's why I'm acquiring all these scholarship offers. But also as a company, hey, that 1.2 can damn near sink us because we're, 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 right, we don't have the budget just to lose that type of money. Can we get some of that coin back? <laughs> I think I think it was all like premeditated. I think he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> he he had this all planned out from the jump. If there was no money involved, he would have stayed in high school. Um, I don't know. I, I it's it, that's the only thing that irritates irritates me about it is I feel like he had this thing whole this entire thing planned out. Like he knew what he was doing. Um, as soon as he did it, he's like, I'm done. But I feel like do the players that announced they're going into the transfer portal, do they wait to, do they do it before the bowl game out of respect for the team? Like, I'm not going to do this after we win a bowl game where they're just like, well, I don't really care. I'm leaving. So it's a, it's an interesting thing. Like how much of that money, like Doug said is guaranteed and how much of it is incentive based. So it's like an NFL contract. You get a certain amount of sacks, you play a certain amount of games, you get a certain amount of money how many of these kids are being recruited now where there are in like contingency plans on their NIL? Because that is a huge factor of recruiting. Now when coaches look at a kid, you're no longer sitting in a living room with a parent and maybe, you know, an uncle you're sitting there with a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. Let me take this and I'm about to run off of here. Um, the cool thing about it, I know, uh, and had him on the show, like Chris Fields, he actually has an NIL yep. company. So it is a lot different. Um, and, and my thought process, you have to be, you have like, like the NIL company, if they get good enough, they have a bunch of different opportunities and revenue streams and maybe people that they already have teamed up with to be able to give these kids opportunity. Um, again, it, it is a new landscape. It was a new opportunity, but uh, sheesh, like you should, you should, you should, you should be, thrilled for the college athlete to be able to hop into this cycle of entrepreneurism and the thought process of what I need to do to be able to brand and to be able to make as much money at an early age. It has to get the wheels turning for high school athletes and obviously little league athletes. I mean, I don't know. It trickles down. Um, and I hope it brings some financial literacy to some communities that was lacking there, lacking before. And, and, and some just different exposure yeah. to, you know, what these kids are really, you know, are learning and growing up in. But, hey, man, I love you guys. I love the show. I will always tune in whenever I get a chance. I'm going to get up out of here, and I'm going to definitely check you guys later on. Thanks, bro. Hey, hey Coach Fresh, get in that gym, bro. You're looking small, dog. I'm trying to. I'll be in there tomorrow. <laughs> I'll talk to you. <laughs> Damn. Peace. Peace, bro. Oh, shit, bro. I feel like we discussed plenty of stuff tonight. I'm going to see what Marlon has to say right, real quick. That Marlon is coach. He changed his yes, name, sir. so his name is Marlon. Let's see. Boom. See what he has to say, then we can end this. All right, Marlon. Yeah, I wanted to make sure y'all know who I was, but um, Doug said a lot of – Doug said everything I was going to say, so I don't want to keep y'all up too, too, too long. You know, I, I just want to say, hey, I appreciate everything you all are doing. This is this is amazing. This is amazing to, to be, you know, you know, I've been on a lot of people's podcasts, you know, and I've been on Michigan's uh, well, Team of North podcast. I've been on. Thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate I was that. on <laughs> I was on a Oklahoma State podcast. OK, and to know that 
you know, this is available for individuals to like really talk sense. Like this is not just, you know, it's not, it's not like the guy who poisoned the tree down in Auburn, you know, this is like people who really have sense, (laughs) (laughs) you know, these people have sense about what they're talking about. And, you know, Doug made a lot of points about that. And, you know, when it comes to like, I just want to make a point on the NIL situation. You know, it's great now that these college players can can make money from their namesake, right? Because now, you know, we have all these, these coaching situations going on. You got Brian Kelly going to, you know, another school. You got Lincoln Riley going to, you know, another school. And these guys are making millions of dollars to coach these kids, who bring in millions of dollars to the school and now they get to make money from that. But on the high on the backside, it can turn them into divas, right? You know, you got the OJ, you know, Odell Beckham situation going from Cleveland to the Rams, like pay me cause I can catch a ball, like shut up and play football. Right. So, you know, I don't want to turn into that, you know, as an ex athlete, I ran track at, at, at Ohio state and, you know, I, I never get my coach telling me, Hey, we got to pay bills. We're going down to Philadelphia for the pit relays. We're here to score points so we can pay bills. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? And it didn't take me to years later to understand that we're making money for the school. I was like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> you know, and they're really giving me money for books in my dorm. And, you know, and I can't eat. You know, I got books, but I can't eat. But anyway, um, this has been a great time. You know, I appreciate Doug coming on. I appreciate what you all doing. You, Nick. You know, everything that's going on. So go Bucks. I appreciate all this tonight. I, 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 you know, allow me to come on and speak, but uh, that's all I have to say tonight. Hey, man, look, I'm going to let you know. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know if you've tuned into any of the other episodes that I've done, but um, I, I'm, I'm going to be, I do this at least minimum once a week. Um, I'll definitely do it once a week, and I'm going to try to get at least one former player on once a week. So anytime you want to tune in, man, there's probably going to be like a, a former guest player or like Nick is just one of the followers that is pretty not really knowledgeable about this stuff. So um, I already got a lot of cool people lined up like Tyvis Powell. I got lined up. I even got like freaking Barstool, freaking Ohio State and everybody lined up just for fun. So, um, well, um, yeah. I, I used I, I, w- I used to be the mentor for. Um, oh, my gosh, it lost my head. Uh Damn, he played for Kent Canton Mentor. I mean Canton McKinley. He played for the for the Colts. Number two. Back in the day. What's his name? He played for Ohio State? You talking yeah, about Yeah, he played State? for Ohio State. Number two. He was a safety. You talking about Gonzalez? Oh, he was a safety? Oh, Mike Doss? Mike Doss. I was Mike Doss' mentor when he was in high school. So I'm gonna let him know about this so he can come on. I used to when when Mike Doss was playing for the Colts, I would go and ha- hang out with Mike Doss at games when he would play and experience what he was experiencing as a football player. Dude. Yeah. If you could, if you could talk to him, I mean, I think I follow Mike Doss on Instagram, but I don't know if he actually like is like super on it, but if you want to let him know about this and maybe I can get him on here, I think he would provide uh, like a whole bunch of knowledge. Uh, he would, he, he would tell you the real stuff. I mean, Mike, Mike Doss would come meet me. I would be in Columbus at a club somewhere like downtown and, I would see Mike Dawson. and he would tell me what was really going on behind the scenes. So Mike would give you a whole perspective of that. He's a really cool dude. I know his wife. I know his wife. I, his whole. He, he's a really cool, cool guy, man. So I know a lot of guys who played down there that I'm really cool with. 
that I'm gonna let them know about what you're doing, man, and see if they want to come on and give their perspective about you know just 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 the Buckeye experience. So yeah, I I I I, I definitely would do that. Thank you, bro. Hey, Nick, you got anything else to say, man? Well, yeah. I mean, the biggest thing too is the community that like like your page is built. I mean, he's not wrong. I I ran a little page, and I think you remember me from that little page, Buckeye Bulletin. But uh, your your page yeah. has done so much for the Ohio State community, and even though there's no one listening now, if they listen back to this, like you've definitely done a great job. Like you've done a phenomenal job, and uh, it's definitely not lost on Ohio State fans. No, man, I appreciate it. I know it's more or less like consistency, but honestly, I can't like thank like my followers and stuff on there enough either because without without everybody that supports me. I wouldn't really have the page, you know, like I could be like, I could, I could be like any other page and I just post my content, blah, blah, blah. Or these ones that just post videos, but I like to be myself on there. So, um, and I know the followers on there are like very loyal people too. So I got nothing but respect for the majority of the followers. Yeah. And you, you interact with everyone and for all the things that, uh, people say that are pretty outrageous, you always respond to it in like the funniest, like, most internet way, I guess. That <laughs> just yeah, no. gets people yeah, gets some, people riled up, and it's it's very entertaining to watch. And you do a great job, buddy. You really do. Yeah, some people don't like it, but I'm they're like, oh, don't even. I'm like, dude, I don't really care, bro. I'm just I'm just chilling, bro. It's it's literally fun at that point. Like, I'm not gonna take like Instagram so serious that I'm just gonna not reply to a few people. No, I'm gonna have fun with it. Yeah, and the and the thing is, like, the players, like, when they end a game, like, they're human too bro they see all these things and they 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 get out of a loss and they they enjoy the the banter and stuff like that like what you're doing is more authentic than anybody else is doing yeah i mean i got so many players that follow me like i'll say what i say it might rub some of the the fans the wrong way but i got players liking the post like yeah damn if they're liking the post obviously they're agreeing with me with what i'm saying so 100 and uh i i appreciate you having me come on but hey man you just you keep doing your thing, bro. You're doing all right. <laughs> You're doing all right, bro. Dude, I'll, I'll definitely, I'll definitely have you on again. I know we chatted about it before, so um, I think it's fun to have, like, like I said, the people that know what they're talking about, and like you, we've chatted before, so I know that you're really knowledgeable and you're a really cool guy. So uh, we'll definitely get on here again and talk. But like I said, I'm gonna have a bunch of cool people on, so hopefully you tune into like next like uh, episodes and stuff. Yeah, I uh, actually just downloaded the app, and I, I a little plug, but go to that link tree and download this app because it's pretty cool, man. You can you can you can talk it, and you can bring on callers, and you can do all the things you want, and then you can put it out there for the the Instagram world to uh, find out. Yep. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. Anybody that's still here, Cam, I appreciate you listening at the end, man. Um, you're a beast. I know you've been following me for a long time too, uh, Marlon. I appreciate it, man. You're a cool guy. Zach, you've been listening since it started, so I appreciate you. Parker, I don't know how long you've been here, but that's cool. Let's see what let's see what Cam has to say real quick. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Cam? What's up, Cam? All right, you gotta unmute your mic, bro. Sorry, this is the first time I've used this app now. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? <laughs> um, look, if we're gonna talk about if we're gonna talk about some some stuff going on in the past, I guess, today. Um, one I will say I've be the first one to tell you that I've not watched a single Utah game until the Pac-12 championship. Um, Neither yeah, I. <laughs> I think as of most of us, right? But something I will say, man, they, they, their defensive, uh, like, 
packages they have out there. They are physical as fuck. Um, they have, they're young and they had like a safety, uh, the commentator talked about a safety. It was a true freshman starting out there. And the dude made like four or five straight plays and he was like physical. I was like, Oh my God, I would kill to have our defense looking like this. And I know that we have the talent for it. You know, we recruit for it and it's, it was, I was impressed with Utah's defense. So hopefully we come, you know, ready to play come Rose Bowl time. We better be ready to play because if we lose to the fucking Utah in the Rose Bowl, dude, it's going to be <laughs> just an add-on to the to the, to the yeah. depression of not even beating the team up north and then not even playing in the Big Ten Championship. So, no, I don't need that depression, bro. So, we need to beat yeah. them. Whoever it is, and I, I, it's probably valid what you're saying, but we're going to watch the film. We're going to find out who these boys are, and we're going to see how we can beat them because this when this offense gets on the field, you put us in a on a fast track, and we'll we'll see who you are. I mean, Olave is our experienced guy, so hopefully, you know, after watching film and stuff like that, we'll explore the weaknesses, especially on, you know, Olave's elite route running that, you know, he's displayed for years now at Ohio State. So hopefully we can get something going. Who's that Who's that running back that they have? TJ Pledger. Who did he play for? Was it in the – or, like, who – I don't even know. Northwestern? I swear to God he transferred from somewhere else. Yeah, he was somewhere in the Big Ten. Yeah. The last person I know from Utah is Zach Moss. That's the last person I know. They're running back. TJ Pledger, he's a beast. And I know he played in the Big Ten somewhere. I don't remember where he played, but I remember playing yeah. against him. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to watch the film on Utah for the next uh month. Yes, sir. Gonna, well well shit. We're gonna figure him out. I'm tired as hell, guys. I appreciate you, Nick. I appreciate you, Cam. Thanks for talking for uh for a minute. Um yeah, I appreciate it, guys. So Hey, go Bucks, man. Go Bucks, man. Good luck. I don't know who your NFL teams are, but hopefully they win tomorrow. I want, yeah. I'll I'll put the fifth on that one, brother. (laughs) Good night, guys. (laughs)